the Master Tavern Keeper's History of the Old World. round for everyone I think. There she blows. Whoa, the wind's getting up. Yeah, yeah, it most certainly is. Thank you, Master Tavern Keeper. Well then, whilst you are pouring the ale for everyone, I will uh, dive straight into the skirmish that occurred off the coast near Talax between Marco's three ships and the fleeing dark elves. The wind coming off the coast was with the three Tydean ships, and they raced quickly over the undulating sea, easily keeping abreast with the three pterodons soaring high above the crew's heads. It was the early afternoon, and the sun was beginning its slow descent into the ocean. They had time to catch the elves, but uh, my grandpapa had some concerns. The dark elf ship had quite the head start, and a serious question mark hung over the Thailand vessel's uh, ability to catch up with the uh, Druki, uh, Doom Reaver, as you said, uh, Master Tavern Keeper. He needn't have worried, so. The three pterodons, ridden by the two skink chiefs and uh, Huini Pachutli, led Marco's vessel towards a wide channel between a small rocky island and the coast of Lustria itself. The island was a uh, nesting site for numerous large ocean-going seabirds, and upon every available bit of rock, a roosting avian sat. The attention of the entire island of birds seemed to be directed out towards the Strait of Water, and my grandpapa soon saw why. Out in the centre of the channel was the dark elf ship. Above it, numerous pterodons and their skink riders were circling it and dropping rocks near it to uh, slow its progress. The seabirds on the island too were flying out and attacking the sea serpent, of course, this did uh, no damage, but it did slow it down somewhat. Suddenly, Winnipeg's pterodon swooped down towards the deck of Marco's ship and hovered there just long enough to catch his eye. My grandpapa saw the skink interpreter point towards the dark elf vessel before tossing Marco a particularly large pearl and then uh, flying away. He was quickly followed by the two skink chiefs, and moments later, the uh, other pterodons that had been harassing the dark elf ship also disappeared. It was now up to Marco and his men. Suddenly, Marco's ship, the old Pintolaga, that was in the lead, veered sharply to starboard and appeared to be heading out to sea, south of the island of seabirds. As he passed in front of the two other boats, my grandpapa pulled out his spyglass. He first saw Giovanni on the Nino, shaking an angry fist at Marco. 
Izen brought the lenses to focus on Marco himself and saw him looking directly back at my grandpapa through his own long Arabian navigator's telescope. As soon as their eyes met, Marco put down his telescope and began gesturing at the uh, dark elf vessel and then uh, finished with a salute which my grandpapa returned. Marco's vessel then sailed at full mast and quickly disappeared out of view as it rounded the rocky nesting island. My grandpapa then immediately ordered one of the forward cannons to fire at the fleeing dark elf sea serpent, even though they were not in range. He suddenly noticed that Giovanni's ship was flagging behind, and feeling that uh, the scoundrel would flee the fight, he had his gunnery sergeant shoot off a cannonball to the rear of the Nino. This got Giovanni's attention, as you would imagine, and my grandpapa pointed at the dark elf ship, much as uh, Marco had done. Giovanni then uh, appeared to understand, and my grandpapa saw him whipping the nearest seaman, and soon his boat, too, was under full sail. In the distance, the dark elf vessel began to get closer and closer as the two remaining Tylean ships caught up to it. As they neared, my grandpapa noticed sharks in the waters following the dark elf vessel and soon saw the reason why. A trail of blood was bleeding out from the monster. It appears that the attacking pterodons had done more than simply harry their prey. They had, in fact, seriously wounded it with their rocks. At this point, my grandpapa got his first good look at their enemy. Much as the uh, skinks had described it, it was indeed a sea serpent, or as our uh, dear Master Davenkeeper called it earlier, a hell drake. It was covered in thick red and purpureal scales encrusted in layers of barnacles. On its back was built a fortress consisting of three towers and a structure that resembled the hull of a uh, an elven ship surrounding them and uh, attached directly to the creature's body. No doubt uh, by uh, magical means. To the fore and aft of this um, hull were positioned large ballistas, although these two were uh, eldritch in nature, I believe. Ah, yes, those are probably reapers, and they are indeed enchanted. They are loaded with um, mystically powered bolts that can either be fired off individually or as a barrage of projectiles all at once. Normally, Doom Reavers uh, do not possess any artillery, though. How unusual. I wonder if it's some sort of smaller variant. Ah, yeah, yeah, perhaps... Zoviso, the two Tylian ships fired off their forward cannons at the serpent. But, predictably, they missed, with my grandpapa's shots overshooting and Giovanni's falling short. But it was enough to alarm the crew of the Doom Reaver, and some of the elves raced to the aft to man the, uh, what, what, what did you call it? Ah, you mean Reaper. Yeah, yeah, thank you. The uh, Reaper. 
sowieso. They aimed it at my grandpapa's ship and let off a volley, but it was way out of range, and the bolts merely slid on the waves uselessly. But what it did achieve was this. It made the Heldrick angrily start, and this caused the artillery piece to topple over, sending one of the dark elves tumbling off into the wake behind the ship. The armor the elf wore quickly dragged him down, but before he could drown, a pair of pursuing sharks savagely tore him in half, with one sinking its rows of teeth into the elf's abdomen, and the other tearing away the upper torso in a single bite. The resultant explosion of blood sending the other sharks into a frenzy, and no doubt drawing others to the area. Ah, much deserved. So the Reaper Ballista wasn't fixed onto the ship. Now that is unusual. Hmm. Ah, I see. They must have taken the ballista from one of the death fortresses. That would make sense. Usually, Heldrakes don't respond well to uh, any sort of artillery upon them, as we uh, just heard. Which is why that they are not normally seen on Doom Reavers. Oh, I see. I always wondered about that part of the story when my grandpapa told me it. But uh, he could never offer any explanation as to why the uh, graceful elves suddenly started acting like bumbling goblins falling off the ship and whatnot. I will have to uh, remember that part for my next retelling. Thank you. Zoviso, the Heldrick suddenly landed on the two pursuing ships its huge gaping maw opened wide to reveal massive teeth, each the size of a man, and a forked tongue that dripped with poisonous saliva. My grandpapa bade the helmsman spin the ship's wheel hard to starboard to avoid the oncoming monster, hurling most of the crew to the deck as they did so. But it was a different story below decks. The gunnery sergeant had been waiting for this opportunity and let rip with a full broadside from port. He'd already been given full autonomy to take shots as he saw fit by my grandpapa, and this opportunity was simply too good to miss. Of course, a majority of the cannonballs did actually miss, but a couple managed to smash into the forward tower of the uh, Doom River, causing it to crack in two and sending the upper portion careening off to be swallowed up by the greedy waves. The changing weight on the Heldrake's back caused the beast to momentarily lurch up out of the waters before crashing back down, partially submerging the exposed decks of the Doom Reaver and washing away both the uh, ballistas and the elves that were manning them, providing yet more sustenance to the hungry sharks that were circling the beast. At this point, my grandpapa noticed that Giovanni's vessel too had veered off from the path of the coming Heldrake, although thankfully to port, so as to not collide with my grandpapa's ship. Unfortunately, Giovanni was not able to get off a shot. 
It was as the two ships dodged out of the way of the rampaging Heldrick that my grandpapa caught sight of La Mermidia. Ah, I mean the uh, Pintolaga, as it was more commonly known, coming at a full speed from behind the Doom Lever. Marco had circumvented the island of the nesting birds so as to come at the Doom Lever from the opposite direction, undetected. The ship brought its port to face the beast and blasted it with a full broadside. This caused the rear spire to immediately collapse into a pile of wreckage on the Heldig's back and, more importantly, embedded a pair of cannonballs into the exposed rear of the sea serpent's cranium, killing it instantly. At this, the ship immediately lowered its mainsails and steered towards the doom lever. The crew were ready and hurled grappling hooks at the main hull of the elf ship and, with a heave-ho, heave-ho, dragged the two ships together. On the doom lever, the elves were in disarray and the Tylians swiftly dispatched each they found with their crossbows. Marco, too, leapt aboard, searching for the lizardmen's artefacts. He immediately headed towards the remaining central tower and, with his quartermaster, master-at-arms and master-boson, fought his way to the top of the spire, killing each elf that got in their way. Here, he found the captain of the dark elf vessel, a corsair named Talencar alongside the looted treasures of Telax. Filthy Clef, you serve the Lizardmen. Ha! You fool. They will not let you live. But neither will I. For you'll not kill me. Draw your blade, vermin. Uh, 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 uh. I politely decline, and you are right. I will not kill you. That is not my intent. Suddenly, Marco shot off a bolt from his crossbow into the side of the elf. Ah! Go to sleep, my little elf. You are to be my gift. But first, you need to be wrapped, and I do not want your struggling to slow us down. A, a, a gift? Me? For whom? The toad and his skinks? They care not. Uh, uh, indeed, indeed, they do not. You are just another warm blood to them. The same as the rest of us. No, no, no. It is not for them. Do not worry. You are to be my gift to Sotek. And with that, the elf slipped from consciousness and was taken prisoner. The poisoned crossbow bolt had acted quicker than Marco had thought it would, but uh, all the better. He later told my grandpapa that uh, he had received the poison from Huini Pachutli after the skink had uh, flew them over to uh, Marco's boat on that uh, Teradon. We want the leader of these thieves alive. Sotek demands their blood for desecrating.
in his holy temple. Take this poison from the greater tree, Frog. It will sedate the elf until he can be brought before the altar of Zodek. So, wieso? By the time my grandpapa and uh, Giovanni's ships were able to weigh anchor near the dark elf vessel, the fighting was over. The Tylian crews of the three vessels then retrieved what valuables and other useful items remained on the doom lever before, likewise, stripping the dead elf bodies of their armor, weapons, and jewelry. They then cut the head off each, collecting them in a large net before tossing the bodies to the sharks that were already feasting on the dead Heldrake. They then returned to their boats and prepared to sail back to their camp on the beach. Back at the beach, Marco and his men found the skink, Queenie Patutli, and a cohort of skinks bearing woven baskets upon their backs, waiting for them. Marco took a small group of his most trusted men with him, including my grandpapa, of course, on one of their rowing boats. He also brought the recovered lizardmen artifacts with him, and the drugged Druki Corsair Captain Talencar bound and gagged at the bottom of their boat. This time, Marco made sure that all of his men were fully armed with muskets and handguns. Something was bothering him. As they rode to the beach, he related what the dark elf had said about the lizardmen not letting him live. The words seemed to have uh, struck a nerve. Marco got his men to row the boat right up onto the beach, coming to a stop mere yards from the skink interpreter and his entourage. But none of the men alighted the boat. We are returned, Marco said by way of a greeting, before tossing the net of severed elf heads from the boat so that it landed squarely between him and the skink. Winnie Patrutli eyed it momentarily, before turning his attention back to Marco. Good. But did you get them? Did you get the plaques? Marco ordered a couple of his men to heft up the golden artifacts they had recovered and gently set them down on the sands below. The skink's eyes grew wide as he saw them. He quickly beckoned the nearby skink bearers to come forward. Next As he spoke, the skinks poured out the contents of their baskets onto the beach. Hundreds upon hundreds of pearls poured out onto the stands, and Marco had to restrain his men from diving off the boat into them. For you. 
Marco doffed his hat before dragging up the unconscious Talencar and throwing him next to the mountain of pearls. For a Zotek. Winnie clicked his fingers and the prisoner and the artifacts were picked up by the assembled skinks. A la mon ami. And with that, the skink left the Tylians to count their baubles. Thank you.